supporting Zencaster. This guy got an omelet at listen, 3 listen, p.m. Listen. And then I was like, why did you no, eat? No, no, no. You want to know how committed? Hold on. You want to know how committed I am to this podcast? I just got my food order in. And I'm going to put it to the side. I'm going to let it get cold. I'm going to do this podcast. And then I'm going to eat a cold meal. A cold, dead meal for my cold, dead heart. Well, you could have ate like where the proper time where other people eat breakfast. You know that, right? I don't. Because I do this thing called intermediate fasting. Now, not a lot of you people would be engaging in this type of fast metabolism uh, diet routine like I am. First of all... Let me tell you, it's changed my life. You just heard about this word this year. I didn't just hear about shit. My body has known about intermediate fasting. I just did not put a term to it. But now that there's a term, there's a solid definition... I'm liberated, I'm free, and my body thanks me for it every Somebody, day. you just heard about it this year. Somebody was explaining it, and you're like, oh, that's what I do. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that, and I didn't even know I was doing that, and I've done it before the scientists even figured out that this was the truth. Looks like I knew the truth all along. Oh, God damn it. It's not a lifestyle for the weak Empathetic, so I understand why you wouldn't want to be engaging in intermediate fasting, Wally. I completely get it. Are you calling me weak? What the fuck? No, no, no. I'm just saying I understand why you don't want to do it. I'm just I'm, saying it's a it's a diet routine that's not for the weak, the pathetic. But I'm I also just understand as why healthy you're not as you. I'm just as I'm. I'm in top physical condition right now. What look, do you eat? Raisins? <laughs> no, I eat eggs. Bananas, nuts, fruit smoothies. Uh, sometimes so, I like a little green juice. <laughs> so that's pretty much everything I just described, but just the <laughs> juice form of it. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, liquid meals. I drink a lot of Soylent. That was a big <laughs> thing I was into. I drink a lot of Slim Fast. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of Just Two Boys. Um, today, we have a very special guest. Isn't that right, Wally? That is right. He is the 114th of the popular boy band, Brockhampton. And honestly... 126th. <laughs> 148th <laughs> of... <laughs> he's my favorite member. I think the only member I like. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he's the only guy I like. Period. That means a lot. Music. Um, I don't listen to anybody else. Aren't you guys Canadian? You don't listen to Drake? Uh, well, everything is Drake here now. So <laughs> all the radio stations play only Drake. Okay. Uh, every hotel lobby you go into, every convenience and store. I heard it's his face everywhere. Yeah, it's his face is everywhere. It's awesome. Um, we have to, every morning there's a drill at 9 a.m. where <laughs> um, our TVs uh, automatically start up and the Drake... Uh, praise Pledge of Allegiance place and all of our TVs are <laughs> cameras fixated on them so we have to go into the living room we lay down lower rug and instead of doing like a, putting your heart on your chest you have to hold up the six with your hands six under your under your under your left <laughs> eye yeah Canada seems crazy wow I mean besides that it's pretty much the same as America but you know we just have a little couple of rituals Not here and there that we are mandatory Y'all have bagged milk, which is really weird. Yeah, that's like every American's thing. They're always like, bagged milk? And I'm like, there's way weirder shit in Canada than bagged milk. 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's the least of the, the, the b- bag milk. Yeah. Bag milk is a big one, but I don't know. Bag milks make. I don't, I don't uh, see what's weirder in Canada besides bagged milk. Well, you know what? I have a theory that they make uh, kids better mothers and fathers because when you have bagged milk, you have to hold it so preciously in your arms, especially when you're filling up the bags and things like that. And those moments really teach you how to hold a baby. I can see that. So mothers and yeah, mothers I especially are much better in Canada because of because of the bagged milk, as opposed to American mothers. It's all, it doesn't really. I don't. I don't drink milk, so it doesn't really affect me. Yeah. Just aesthetically, it seems really like an odd choice. I know, but uh, it's helped. It's helped our mothers, and um, you know, American mothers. They just what do they do? They just crunch up their plastic babies and throw them in the trash when they're done. Lose the lids. <laughs> so it's all about conditioning when you're a child, and I think we're doing it right. So. Oh my. All right. How about we actually introduce <laughs> yeah, guys? <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> We got one two hundred thirty sixth of Brockhampton, Romil on the podcast today. Hey guys, he's joining us all the way from where you at right now in LA. I'm at my house in LA. Shit, that's what's up. Yeah, how's the weather? Weather's good. It rained like the past five days, so it kind of sucked. It never rains. It doesn't really rain in LA, but uh, it's back to being nice and sunny now, so it's all good. Cool. Thank you so much um, for that weather talk crucial weather talk that we have to have with every single guest of course it's our favorite segment (laughs) it's our favorite segment weather (laughs) we just gotta know what ambiance are sitting in cool well i'm sitting in the middle of our home studio right now nice um the window's open so i can see the trees in the backyard um a bunch of keyboards around me you know just normal stuff i want everybody that's listening to just close their eyes and picture this magical imagery that he's painting for us i just took a shower put on some clean mm. clothes mm, mm, mm. put on some perfume so i smell good Ooh. you smell good you feel good feel good that was one of my first jobs when i was in high school i used to work at this perfume store at the mall so i'm pretty well versed in scents wow did you have That's to a spray new one. people i don't think i've told anybody <laughs> no that. i haven't heard that at all <laughs> yeah did you have to spray um, ladies and old ladies no 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 you don't spray people you get like the little oh, sampler right. like pieces of paper thing mm-hmm. So you spray those, and then when you want to give them a new fragrance, you have like a little bowl of coffee beans because it uh, flushes the yeah. scents out. So you give them that to smell, then you go on to the next scent. Did you ever get a headache, like just smelling all no, that perfume? Pre- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd walk out for like five seconds and then walk back in all the time. Damn. And does has that like deterred you from perfume now? Like are you just absolutely sick of perfume? No, I, no, I really love perfume. That's something I actually buy a lot. Wow. A little too much. So working at a perfume shop, getting constant headaches, coffee beans mixed in with <laughs> perfume, all this weird scents. Weird old lady like customers. What kind of customers would you get? Yeah, it's like old ladies coming to the mall. How about Mother's Day? How busy was it on Mother's Day or before Mother's Day? Damn. I honestly don't remember. Probably really busy. It was really b- busy like during the holidays, of course. Yeah. Like Christmas time. Christmas time, Valentine's Day, I would assume. Mother's Day. Yeah. They probably loved you, huh? Yeah, it'd be like a different de- it'd be like a different demographic of people based on each holiday. Wow. And how has that experience shaped you into the man you are today? Uh I don't know, it didn't really shape me Damn much. It. Didn't do <laughs> much. <laughs> 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 um, wasn't that I wasn't that crucial. It didn't influence your keyboard 
um, abilities or maybe your music composition or the way you understand certain notes because of the notes and the fragrance, you know? No, not really. It'd be cool if it did. I wish I had a cool story and I was able to, like, make up a correlation between the two things. Yeah. Like how uh, my sense of smell affects my, like, sense of hearing and creativity, but I, I, I don't think I could do that. Honestly, well. just lie. Just say it. <laughs> 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 Honestly, you could have bullshit an entire story and then made up some article. It would be like, yeah, I, I read some articles that kind of correlate with this data as well. Imagine if it got picked up <laughs> by actual studies by universities that actually... Imagine if it got like, no, I can't lie to the people, man. Nah, because the students pick it up. It becomes an actual study. People run with it. And then people find out that there is an actual correlation through the bullshit that you made up. And then you become credited to this new study that has now on track to winning a Peabody, not a Peabody, a Nobel Peace Prize. No, you know what? Even a Peabody, okay, for writing because the writing Do you so get good. money off that? Can I get paid off that? Because I might do it then. <laughs> you know what? I'll figure out. You'll get recognition. So. Yeah, but I want money. <laughs> You'll get exposure. Think about the brand deals. <laughs> think about the exposure. Think about, yeah. Yeah. Think about the opportunities. You know, I can't yeah. pay you right now, but I can give you lots of exposure. How many times have you heard that in life? I, I don't know. I kind of I stay out those situations. I'm like very in my own bubble. That's smart. I'm super in like. That's good, man. I don't know. I just talk to my own friends. I don't really branch out. Yeah, by the way, we can't really. I uh, made like three new friends. We can't pay you for this, this year, podcast. though, so it's been fun. We can only give you some exposure. It's all But yeah, I'll, I'll take the exposure. <laughs> Um, that's smart, man. I feel like a lot of people. I'm trying. I'm trying to get more. I'm trying to get uh more accepted into the brown community on the internet. Yeah. So I figured this would be a good first step for me. Do you feel like you're not accepted? What What's the deal? No, I, f- I feel like I'm accepted, but I just I just want to you know dive deeper into my roots right. and my culture. What are your roots and culture for those that don't know? Okay, I was born in Pakistan. What? But my whole family is Hindu, so it's like wow. this really weird Whoa. thing. Where most of our culture comes from India, but I was born yeah. in Pakistan. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm, like, mixed. Yeah. But I moved to New York when I was one, so I've pretty much been in America my whole life. Oh, shit. So, do you, have the, do you have those giant tetanus shots that they give you when you're born? Like, do you have that hole in your arm? Did they do that in Pakistan? Um, I don't think I have any holes in my... I don't think I have any holes in my arm, no. He yeah. just finds out. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, looks on his arm. He's like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. what it is. I'm, at, I'm actually looking at my arms right now. I don't see any holes. Damn it. Um, so do you remember anything from being born there? Or no? Not at all. Nothing. Nope. Because I moved here when I was one. <laughs> really? Is that how memory works? Is it <laughs> not developed when we were three months? <laughs> no, but I've, I've been back since. I think the last time I went was like 2012 or something. Yeah. Every time I go, I get really sick. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's fun because I get to see all my family. Yeah. How much family do you have out there? Oh, my whole family's there. Oh shit! So you guys are the ones that kind of Except made it out. My, I mean, yeah, we made it out. Made <laughs> <laughs> out the hood. <laughs> we made it to the other side. <laughs> That's cool. And what do they think? Like, do they know what you're doing, and do they understand? Yeah, they think they think we're way more famous and more rich and more important than we really are. Oh. They think we're like Madonna. Oh wow. shit! <laughs> like they they think we're like they think we're like Lady Gaga or some shit. Wow! I was like, no, it's not like that. I mean, to be honest, you guys are 
pretty big now. Like from when we saw when me and Molly saw you at the Danforth in Toronto. That was like what a year ago, year and a half ago. Yeah. And then I saw yeah, you guys like at Oshiega. Yeah, like a year ago. Yeah, I saw you guys at Oshiega in the summer. Yeah, like Montreal a few months ago. That was insane. I didn't even. I didn't even fun. expect that. That was a fun show. I didn't expect that you guys were gonna. Not to say that. I didn't expect that either. Yeah, that was like the. Cra- that was the craziest performance I saw at Oshiega. Was you guys performing there? So. Damn! Thank you. Yeah, it was insane. I was I getting. Saw, I saw Dev Hines there, and he was really yeah, good. Yeah, he was great. I saw Anderson Pack there. He was great. Dev Hines had these awesome visuals. It was really crazy. I'm not explaining. I wish I could, but they made me really emotional. Yeah, that's when I was like, damn, these guys are. These guys actually, they made it. Like you have made it. From the Danforth, and I remember at Danforth, you know, when we. I still, mo- don't, I still don't. I still don't feel that way. Really? Why is that? I don't know, cause I just, I just want more. Like this isn't like enough. Nice. And the moment I tell myself like I'm good, I've made it. I know I'm gonna get comfortable and just like mm-hmm. chill. And I don't want to put that in my brain yet. I like that. Cause like this is, this is really nothing. I mean, it's a lot. I've accomplished a lot. We've, we're really fortunate to have accomplished this much, mm-hmm. but we feel like we're just starting. Yeah. That's great. My mom's calling me right now <laughs> until I'm on a podcast. <laughs> right. Well, actually, when I'm, when I'm at Pharrell, oh, that yeah. was a really crazy moment because that's been like my hero since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. So we met him and he like knew our songs. And he was telling us, oh, yeah, like, I love this song. I love how you guys are, like, trying to do something different. And I was like, wow, you sat down and you put headphones on and you listened to songs we made. That's really crazy. Yeah. I got, like, I got super emotional. I called my mom. Wow. I, like, ranted to her for, like, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Did she, that was did crazy. She, yeah, did she, uh, yeah, that was really crazy. Did she know who Pharrell was? Yeah, my mom is hip. She, she knows most people. Oh, snap. I mean, she knows all, like, the... The heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. She's not like super. Like my mom isn't gonna be like, oh yeah, I know Twenty One Savage. <laughs> no disrespect, Twenty One Savage. But my mom yeah. knows people like Pharrell and like Kanye West yeah. and like the right. people who have been around for like decades. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was really mean. I love Twenty One Savage. <laughs> I like the new. I love the first song on his new album. Yeah, he's a great artist. He's awesome. Yeah, he's really smart. I, I like his interviews. Do we? S- Hey, can we expect a 21 Savage Romo collaboration anytime soon? Ladies, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be down. I'd love to. Yeah. He listens to this. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Imagine he's listening. He listens to all your podcasts. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> Are you guys... Uh, like, are you guys buddies now? Is it on a text-to-text basis? Or is it just like, you know, it's in a realm like where he knows who you are and that's something that you want to build? No, we're, we're not buddies. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not buddies, but his his birthday is the day before mine. Oh, shit. So I'm hoping that one of these birthdays we can just have like a big birthday party together. That'd be so fun. He's on sick. April 5th and I'm April 6th. That's so, it'd be, that's great. It'd be really cool to have a giant birthday cake. That's so funny. I sh- I share the I share the same birthday as P Diddy, and I was always, <laughs> I've been wishing for the same thing. I'm like, one day I want to <laughs> celebrate my birthday. That's a him. good. That's a good birthday partner. Uh, how does it feel from your dance fourth show that we saw, from like a year and a half ago to like playing at Camp Flogna and crazy like Coachella last year. Camp Flogna was really crazy because our our set got 
shut down for like 20, 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes because uh, so many kids were getting pulled out the crowd and a lot of people were getting hurt that the fire marshal just kind of freaked out. Damn. And he postponed us for a little bit. And at the time, I was really pissed off because I was like, damn, I want to like do the set. And then I want to go see Kanye and Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. which we didn't really get to do. But then looking back, I'm like, well, that's that's pretty cool. That's like really that's a rock and roll thing mm-hmm. to have your set be postponed because they got too crazy. These kids are getting fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I remember being like that kid in the crowd like that, like going crazy, losing my mind. Like I remember like I went to an Odd Future show when I was like 15. I broke one of my fingers. Like I remember being that wow. kid. So it's like really, it's really cool to see people have that same feeling towards us. And how is that like you obviously growing up with Odd Future and you can <laughs> kind of see this, the, I guess even the inspiration in, in some of your music as well. Like, and then finally performing at, at their festival. Like, how is that feeling, I guess? It's awesome, man. It's a full circle. Yeah. So full circle. It's always been positive interactions. It's yeah. never been anything um, negative. I don't have yeah. anything bad to say about anyone. If I did, though, that get hella that make this podcast get even more views. <laughs> people, lo- people right now love drama. Come people on, love anyone. dirt. It people doesn't have to be dirt, a yeah. political figure or <laughs> the space. <laughs> Who's your least favorite people, odd people future love, member? Huh? <laughs> people love mess right now. Everybody just Everybody loves drama. drama. How have you guys managed to navigate through all of that? Like, obviously, there's going to be outside forces or things people say, or even the media. Like, how do you how do you guys stay, you know? Well, I don't really like going on the Internet as much anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like reading about us. Mm -hmm. I've been spending less time on just the social media in general. Mm -hmm. Just because it's like. uh, Everyone is able to express their opinion on you and your work and like the people you love. And it just gets tough sometimes dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So just surrounding yourself with like positive, positive mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Like we all stick with, like we all have each other at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I talk to my mom and dad every day. Mm-hmm. I'm really lucky to have like really good friends. And I'm really lucky to have found something that I'm good at, that I'm obsessed with, and that I'm able to make a living off of. So I just focus on all those things and yeah. not worry about like whatever person on Twitter or Instagram has to say in my comments. Yeah. Because you could drive yourself crazy just looking at everything. You could, if you s- dig deep long enough and search long enough, you could find every, like, bad thing about you ever of being said. You know what I mean? But, like, why do you got to put yourself in that position? Mm. Yeah. Even people that search their own name on Twitter, I'm like, you don't have to. Don't do that. That's nothing good. That's, is that's a that. scary game, man. Yeah. That's a really scary game. Because what are you actually fishing for? It's like. You don't. You don't need to know yeah, what everybody thinks or says about you. You know, <laughs> you're not getting that. Are you like no one's really giving you that much hate? I hope not, ideally. But well, uh, besides maybe not that much. But anytime some eyebrow slander in, in like 2000, <laughs> people love my eyebrows, which is crazy. Because when I was in middle school, I used to get made fun of them on the bus every day. And right now, everybody loves thick eyebrows. So I really want to find the kids who used to make fun of my eyebrows and go laugh at them. Give them a piece. Actually, no, I want to laugh. I just give them hugs. I just, I just be like, I love you. It's okay. I'm, it's okay. I get it. I have better eyebrows than you. Give them a lock of Man, your eyebrows. Man, y'all should see my dad's. <laughs> my dad's eyebrows are crazy. 
people also have my eyebrows, but his are crazy. Holy. I love that guy. He's awesome. He has crazy eyebrows. You're the first guy outside of Walid. I thought Walid had crazy eyebrows. <laughs> and then I met you, and I was like, "Whoa! I take everything." I, I think, I've ever said I think about Drake has some pretty, pretty thick eyebrows. Really? Damn, I've never noticed that. I'm actually just about to search Drake eyebrows right now. <laughs> like in his yo- in his younger days, like uh, so far gone. Thank me later. Hmm. Drake eyebrows young, thicker than average. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty thick. Damn, they're really far apart. I didn't notice how far apart those these eyebrows are. There's a good gap in between. I want. There's a good eyebrow length gap in between his eyebrows. Like there's one. If you search up Nav eyebrows, no photos of Nav come up. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Damn. He paid Google. Just <laughs> no. I don't need this. <laughs> It's just a bunch of like Indonesian well, It's tough girls. to see his eyebrows because he always wears glasses. Nav without glasses. How about that? <laughs> not gonna, not I gotta work it. around this. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, there's no pictures? That's insane. It's like Future. I don't know what Future's eyes look like really, to be honest. Why am I Googling this? <laughs> How much would you sell a piece of your eyebrows for? Just a little, like two little follicles. Priceless, really. man. Priceless. Wow. Yeah, you well, can't put the price. I w- well, I mean, there are, there are there are like certain situations, like if somebody like you know the Make a Wish Foundation, like if somebody's <laughs> wish was to have like a piece of my eyebrows, I would totally give my eyebrows up for that kid. Yeah. But I don't think I'll be put in that situation because I I feel like people would there'd be more desirable things than my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Hey, also, Ooh. how was working with uh Kali Uchis? On Just a Stranger, if you don't mind me, if you don't mind me asking, it was cool. I didn't, I didn't actually. Well, me and Steve, mm-hmm. Lacey made the song. Um, he came over to my house. This is like way. This is like a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, he came over. We made the song, um, and then he. We made like the beat and the hook and stuff. We didn't like write the whole song. Yeah. But um. We did the song and then, um, he showed it to her. And she was like, I love this. Can I have it for my album? And then we were just like, yeah, sure. Damn. And she was super cool. She actually like worked on the beat a little bit. Nice. She added like this one synth that's in the chorus. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's super cool. Steve's super cool. I like both of them a lot. All around good experience. I've never, I'm, I'm really fortunate to not have had too many like uh, music industry horror stories. Yeah. Because I'm really lucky to be surrounded by good people. Mm-hmm. We have really, really, really good management, like the best people in the world. I feel like you'd be pretty I mean, like aware too if you, awesome. if you were in a situation, you'd be pretty well aware of what's going on and kind of steer or navigate away from yeah, yeah, that experience. Yeah, and if I didn't know, I'd be able to ask the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find you just got to surround yourself with people who are like smarter than you, but mm-hmm. have good intentions. Right. Sometimes, if you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, they'll take advantage of that. Yeah. Is that hard like to do in the music to, industry? Is that uh, hard to find people that are smart but with good intentions? Uh, I don't know, dude. I'm really lucky. Yeah. Like I'm I um we work with Four Strikes, Chris and Kelly Clancy. Mm-hmm. And they're like the best people in the world. They they do Tyler as well. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other people. But like they're pretty much the first people in the industry we started working mm-hmm. with. And like I love them, love them to death. Like I'll do anything for them. 
So I've, I don't know. I'm just super lucky. I'm sure it's really tough in mm-hmm. this industry because everybody's shady. Yeah. But I've been really fortunate to have good experiences. That's dope. Um, in terms of your music, like you've produced a majority of Brockhampton stuff. I feel like probably like a good 70, 80%, right? Um, in terms of your sound, like do you see yourself venturing out uh, in terms of just not not only producing, I guess, hip-hop type beats, but maybe some other stuff you'd like yeah, to Yeah, definitely one day. Yeah. Like what else yeah, What else piques your interest? Everything. Side trance. <laughs> Dude, everything. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'd I'd love to have like a Rick Rubin career arc where he works with. He's literally worked with everyone, mm-hmm. but um, the, the range of genres and the range of artists is so, so expansive. So he'll do like Slayer and like, Red Hot Chili Peppers and then Adele and Frank Ocean yeah. and Kanye West. Like none of those artists really have anything in common. Yeah, they do, but. You know what I mean? Like it's so you can bring something across. out, but I th- I think th- I think that's really interesting because, um, like creativity and music, everything it's just like a muscle. Like the more you work out, the better you're gonna get at it. Mm-hmm. And you have to, if you keep doing the same workout over and over again, you're gonna get somewhat stagnant. Mm-hmm. So if you switch it up, put yourself in uncomfortable positions, make it harder for you. It's gonna help you in the long run because you're gonna get better mm-hmm. and you're gonna learn new things that you t- haven't necessarily learned before. Mm-hmm. Or haven't known before. It seems like yeah, you're I definitely s- like to venture out. Yeah, it seems like you're so well versed in just little tidbits of wisdom and advice when it comes to music making. Where did you learn all this stuff? Like, is this something you've naturally learned through doing music or or advice from people? Like, how do you you know collect? All I this I ask a lot of questions whenever I like meet mm-hmm. somebody who like whose music I really love, mm-hmm. and I just. I don't know. I, I use the internet a lot. That's like the best tool in the world. If I have any question, I can just search it up and I'll get an answer. Yeah. You know, like if, or I can just watch a video on YouTube if I don't know how to do something, or I could just Google this article and like learn about like what this thing in music does to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, we're really lucky to have, I can f- get the answer to anything off my cell phone. I'm really lucky, so I, I should use that to my full advantage, you know? Plus, it goes back to being around people who are just smarter than you. Yeah. Because I'm definitely not the most, like, talented person in the group, but there's things that I'm, I excel at that other people don't, but there's also things that other people excel at that I don't. Mm-hmm. So I could just learn from them. Mm-hmm. And it's helpful when you have, like, 14 really creative, really driven people around you because having drive is just as important as having creativity. Yeah. A lot of times people who have no creativity but have lots of drive will end up being more successful than the creative people just because they're so driven that totally. they do whatever it takes to figure Absolutely. it out. And w- when it comes to your creative process when you're working on music with all of these guys, like is there is there any challenges that you guys face or for the most part it's relatively smooth? Um, there's definitely ups and downs, but it's been overall smooth. Mm-hmm. It's just like anything else. Like, uh, I was I always equate everything to uh, basketball because that's like the first thing I fell in love with. Yeah. And it's just like not every shot is gonna go in, mm-hmm. but you just keep shooting, and eventually you'll get your rhythm back. You know. Yeah. But there's it's never it's not like uh, every song we make is great. There's definitely been some like there's definitely some awful songs on my computer that mm-hmm. we've never put out. The but you just gotta push through that and keep going. Mm-hmm. 
Would you ever drop those? <laughs> the Brockhampton vault or something like the Disney vault. <laughs> Damn, Brockhampton vault is crazy. Really? I have so much music on my co- on my computer and my hard drives. Probably not. Maybe I don't know. It's it's like a group thing we have to all talk about. Pretty be careful, man. We're to Kanye. I don't can't. I can't make that call. I can't make that call as an individual. Don't let your cousin steal your laptop, man. <laughs> Damn, I can't believe that happened. That's a cra- that's a crazy that's crazy occurrence. Yeah. I think he had to pay like two hundred fifty thousand or something. Damn, to his cousins. Didn't their moms something get involved? Like and be like, all right, just give it back. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How did that come to that? That's cr- that'd be crazy. Oh man, that is crazy. My own cousin did that to me. Uh, he asked me for two hundred fifty grand. I'd be like, shut, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Just give my laptop. Give, my, give it back. <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? Do you go back and listen to some of the earlier stuff you've made and kind of notice the progression or the evolution of of your production? Yeah, I sometimes and sometimes I'll listen to it and be like, damn, that sounds that one thing sounds really cool. Why did I stop doing that? Mm. And I'll bring you back into like something newer because something I've noticed about music is that a lot of times if you don't know what you're doing it ends up being a bit more creative because you're not restricted by any rules Mm -hmm. so you're not restricted by like oh this has this note has to be this because that's next in the scale whatever blah 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 you don't really know what you're Mm -hmm. doing so you you just kind of go so it's um it's always nice to listen back to the old stuff and kind of come from like create from like this really unfiltered place Mm -hmm. is there stuff you wish you could go back and like change like like i would have done this differently with the stuff i know now um well i mean i I feel like you could work on a song Mm -hmm. or a a movie or anything forever but there has to be a certain point where just like okay you know what this expresses whatever i needed to express yeah let me move on so yeah, definitely, but it's not something where I'm like beating myself up, like damn, if I just change this one thing, yeah. Because at the time, it was indicative of how we all felt, and it's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So we had just we live with that, and then we move on. How do you know when a song is done? It's like, just do you like, feel you know, it? It's another chapter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just feel it. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. You just you just know. Yeah. It's not. It's not like a. It's different because there's no like tangible thing. It's not like okay, the timer on the oven is up, the cookies are done. It's yeah. not like that. It's just like you feel it. Uh-huh. Like you look around the room, everybody sees each other. Like there's there's a look in everyone's eyes. Yeah. There's like some weird like energy there, and you're just like, okay, this is it. Yeah. And and how how like is, is has some songs been faster or slower? Like what what's the overall process? Like does it take time have you guys hit roadblocks or yeah sometimes it takes sometimes it takes like a like an hour for a song sometimes it'll take months wow so like we sometimes it'll take like yeah it'll take forever sometimes but it just depends mm-hmm. every, every, every song is different the, the main thing i've learned is to not get in the way of the song because a lot of times so one thing that like people in general we're really good at is we're, we're good at getting in our own way and making shit harder than it needs to be yeah and that's very applicable to music. So just let the song do its thing. Wherever it's taking you, you go. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of you guys. So how to like, I'm sure you guys are stopping every once in a while. Yeah. 
but there's also so many of us to where like songs are constantly being made. Mm. Something's always happening. Yeah, you guys. We, we and call it's, it's we probably call it factory. Sometimes it's going places where you didn't even expect to go, right? Like you're just like, oh shit, like this is all right. Exactly. I'll run with it. Yeah, that's that's what's great about working with so many um, people. Yeah. Is that if if you're like if you're like one person or one artist, one creative, whatever, mm-hmm. it takes you. You have to make your piece of work mm-hmm. and then it takes you time to sit with it and look at it with a different perspective and look at it with a different eye or listen to it with a different ear yeah. however with us since there's 14 of mm-hmm. us however many 126 of us whatever um the moment we make a song there's already so many different perspectives and opinions on it yeah. and like jabari or kiko might hear the song going somewhere where i didn't mm-hmm. and i'll be like wow that idea is awesome mm-hmm. and then that direction could spark something in like Ian or somebody and it's just it's a really good um I always equate it to like popcorn like one mm-hmm. one thing pops and then the other goes and then it just keeps going and going yeah that's that's hey. that's cool to hear that you guys have such a great dynamic now let's say there's like a younger group of guys or somebody else that wants to create a boy band right like what's <laughs> one piece of advice you would give somebody to to kind of avoid I guess the messiness or the conflict of working in a group when other other people have you know face that um you just have to leave your ego at the door and yeah. recognize that you all are working together for one goal yeah everything you guys are doing is to help each other achieve this goal you want mm-hmm. so you just have to kind of put your personal agendas to the side and realize that this is for the benefit of all of us mm-hmm. you guys uh <laughs> you guys ever pull pranks huh <laughs> Actually, no, not really. We're pretty cordial. <laughs> we'll make fun of each other, but we'll never do anything like anything like nasty that like people will have to clean up. That shit sucks. But we'll we'll definitely make fun of each other all the time. That's that's like most of our sense of humor. We just make fun of each other. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad to hear that because Wally takes a shit in my bed all the time, <laughs> and he doesn't clean it up. <laughs> And he thinks it's a prank. He's like, ha, gotcha. And I'm like, you know, you didn't get me. It's just stupid. This it's is a power my, move. This is my <laughs> 11th bed sheet I've had to buy now. I might, I might do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I might start doing that to people. I go into Ikea to get bed sheets. They know me on a first name basis now. You know, I come in and they're like the usual. I'm like, yeah, I just need another queen size bed sheet. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not a fun prank. Wally, please stop doing it. Sorry. It's, like I expect it now. It's not even an enjoyable <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that's good that you guys, you know, it's I'm glad to hear that you guys get along so well and 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 are so I guess oceanic in the way that you guys produce music. It's really refreshing to hear that cuz you're always seeing tabloids and this and that of boy brands and all this bullshit that people are going through and it's 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 really refreshing to see finally a group that is able to get past I guess their own personal egos and and work for the collective good and for members to just kind of get along, you know. That's that's really refreshing to see. And on that note, yeah, we're, we're super lucky. Yeah. And on that note, I'm I'm actually quite surprised that uh, f- I don't know myself or Waleed haven't been included in any of the sessions, considering that we are now officially a part of Brockhampton. Right. Isn't that right, Waleed? Isn't that what was said? Yeah, I, I it was a while ago, but <laughs> I heard it. I saw it. Yeah, it was a while ago. And you guys have <laughs> been to a bunch of shows, toured. Dropped an incredible amount of music. I wasn't consulted. 
Nobody told me, hey, Just, what's your input on this um, synth or this bass note? What do you think? Nobody said that. I didn't get a phone. Did you get a phone call, Waleed? No, I was I was ready to go. <laughs> to boost morales all over the room. Yeah, he was. He bought a water cooler because uh, he was going to be the time. water boy. <laughs> yeah, I bought I bought a shoe shining kit just in case anybody needed to get their shoes shined. We were willing to contribute, but that's okay. That's besides the point. Whatever's been said and done. But since that time, uh, me and Wally did a little bit of accounting and roughly kind of uh, figured out, you know, what you what you owe us essentially all of our earnings uh, since we haven't got paid. So I mean. I'd like to, I'd like um, to take this opportunity yeah, to kind of address y'all. Them. Y'all are gonna have to go through the. Yeah, let's go through the business uh, management office. I'll just yeah. You, here's the thing. I uh, I've been calling. I've left many voicemails. I've emailed a bunch of times. I can show you my email HR, receipts. HR, we talked to HR a bunch. Talk to HR. It's, no one's kind of getting back to us. So that's actually the whole reason why we got you on the podcast is because I really, Roma man, I really need my money. <laughs> you know. I, I got you, man. Yeah, just no. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to hear. We'll I got you. Out. I'll talk to, to. I'll talk to the lawyers. No, no, no. I, I need my money, and you know. Well, listen, man. You guys, you guys are getting exposure, so it's all good. <sighs> oh shit! <laughs> he got us right. there. He got us with our own goddamn <laughs> trick. All right. Well, I'll take. The, I'll take <laughs> the exposure. Um, even though we haven't been put on any press releases, Thanks, man. I or album credits or anything like that. You know, I guess we're. I guess we're just ghost members, right? For morale or it's unspoken members. Yeah. Just as long as like if whenever you guys win a Grammy, just throw us in the acceptance speech. I'll be okay with that. I'll discount all of the, I'll waive all of the fees and all of the extra compounded interest that I've accumulated on on our earnings. And I guess I'll just be fine with that. Yeah, we'll we'll put you on the next I'll, I'll see if I can get you on the Wikipedia. Yeah, that and 5G's, I think we're square up, right, Wally? <laughs> Hey, I'm fine with cool, the Wikipedia, honestly. No, you're not. Wally, god damn it. <laughs> Hold on, Romo, pause. Wally, we talked about this before we got on the podcast. Dude, if you think about no, it, this isn't good cop, today. bad cop. This is us coming in and demanding what we are owed. Okay? Dude, Wikipedia is sick. It doesn't matter. If you if you give us a commitment like, oh yeah, you're finally a part of the group, you're a member, that comes with all the peaks, including the money. You have to man up, dude. We're not going to get bullied around no more. We're, we have a de- we have a right to get paid what we're owed. So stop going in there being like, oh yeah, I'll, ex- I'll take a Wikipedia link. I'll take ex- that's bullshit. We uh, this is the reason I gave you a pep talk before we started this podcast. I said we have to come into this unified. Man, it sounds sounds like y'all have some shit to sort out between you guys. We do have some shit to sort out. We don't unlike you guys. You know, we're getting fights all the time. Every day. Every day. <laughs> And it's because I have a huge ego and Waleed has no self-esteem at all. So that balance right there is not healthy for our dynamic. But you know what? We'll figure it out. Waleed, man, you got to be more confident, man. You're Waleed. You make all those amazing Instagram videos. I watch every single one. What video? What? Him dancing? (laughs) Yeah, those are incredible. Anybody could do that. (laughs) No, but it's it's better when Waleed does it because he puts all the emojis in them. It's so good. It's some real art, let me tell you. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. A thousand years from now. <laughs> when it's, all it's of you really innovative and creative. Hey, let me let me do a music video for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, Plus, he's really he's really he's really music. acting in them, like the like the little Uzi one you just put up. Oh, I, yeah. I can feel was, your uh, I feel yeah. the pain, man. Because I felt the same yeah, I was way. Hurt. 
That was the day I found out he was quitting music, so I was really hurt. I don't know, man. I hope he comes back because the world needs him. What's what's that? It was like it was like this anime or like this TV show or something. And it was like just when the Avatar the Last Airbender, right? It was like just when the world mm-hmm. needed him most, he left. Uh, oh, yeah. That's how I feel about Uzi. Do you understand why he left music? Like, do you get it? Are you like when you when you did the announcement? Were you like, yeah, I, I feel Dude, what I, you're saying. I I feel him because there's a certain amount of like pressure from the public and like mm-hmm. the desire to like have a positive public perception that can affect you mm-hmm. and if i feel that i can't even imagine what he feels mm-hmm. you know what i mean he probably feels so mm-hmm. much from people who are just asking like so many people will just be like little uzi where's the album little uzi where's the album drop yeah. your fucking album but it's just mm-hmm. like nobody really cares about how he's doing Mm-hmm. Which is like a really like lame thing to say, kind of, because it's like, oh, he's fine, mm-hmm. he's rich, he's famous, but like, he could be having like the worst time of his life right now, and everybody's just like, I want the fucking album. And what if mm-hmm. he's going through some shit, man? You don't know that. He's just he's a person too. Yeah. Yeah. When they ask for an album, they're like, we deserve it. Where the fuck is our? They press it. Yeah, like like I remember when Frank Ocean didn't drop after Channel Orange for like three four years. It was there's so much entitlement from people, but it's like he doesn't necessarily owe you anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I wanted a Frank Ocean album just as bad as anybody else, probably more. I'm a huge yeah. fan, but you got to realize that make making a good album is isn't easy. It's really it's really draining. It's really difficult. Yeah, and you just ha- kind of have to like this like this like somebody like Frank Ocean. His music is extremely personal. He's literally put in his heart on the record for you mm-hmm. so you have to mm-hmm. respect that and respect that it takes time to be able to be that vulnerable and honest and because yeah. it's hard for people to just like talk about their feelings to like a loved one sometimes like people can't even like tell their parents how they feel let alone like put it on a cd and release it for millions of people to hear mm-hmm. yeah you re- i feel like you really in order to make some good music or good art in general you really have to go through some shit uh on a emotional level mental level a physical level and there's always trials and tribulations that you're always facing uh in life that you really need to just yeah, soak that's what into ev- <coughs> that's what everybody in life man yeah you got to um, dive into it and like figure every- it out and process it and then be able to like express it in your whatever your artistic way is and i feel like the industry right now especially in the music industry especially in hip-hop i feel like there's not much room to be able to do that People are always just demanding new music and you just got to keep pumping out and churning out content. And at one point it just kind of becomes bland. Like there's so many albums that came out this year. There was like three or four albums that you have to listen to it dropping almost every week. And I was like, there's too much shit going on. And how are artists even expressing stories or coming up with stories to even share? It just kind of takes away from the overall enjoyment process, I guess. The time, the time in between, the time in between the creative work is just as important as the creative work because then you have, yeah, you need to live life and experience things to be able to pull from that. Mm-hmm. But it's totally just like everything man. in life is the same. Like if you're having a shitty day, if you're having a shitty day, you don't want to go to work. You don't want to mm-hmm. go to your job and sit at your desk. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like anybody, anybody else. Like if Lil yeah. Uzi's having a bad time, he might not want to go to the studio. So I feel him. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Just on that note, when, when are y'all dropping new shit? I'm dying. I'm waiting. 
I'm demanding. <laughs> I mean, you're in the group, so just you know, come come to the studio. Oh shit, that's right. We'll work on something. <laughs> Fuck, my bad. <laughs> Bitch, I'm Walid. Bitch, I'm Walid. All Bitch, I'm Walid. Twelve tracks of various remixes to <laughs> Bitch, I'm Walid. Every every I'm single down. person has to add. Yes. <laughs> every member has to add. We'll get Merlin on. Yeah, we Ooh. get Merlin. Man, Merlin would be crazy. Bitch on Merlin. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Ooh, that'd be sick. Don't tease me. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thanks so much for hopping on and giving some insight onto. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. This was awesome. This was like very insightful cool. for me, even for both um, of us to kind of yeah get into your head. Thanks. And and listen, you, wh- where can people check you out on social media? <laughs> <laughs> What's your SoundCloud? <laughs> Nah, it's all good. Yeah, man, I, I feel that. I, um, I'll take the money instead of the exposure. So, hey. I don't need a social media hey. listen, everybody, go to his Cash App, go to his PayPal, start donating, Patreon, whatever it is. <laughs> let's get some. This is how we're gonna get more music out. All right, man. Thanks so much. Thank you so cool. much. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hey.